Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker, and this is the H and J Daily for some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we were joined by Trevor Nelson, DJ, broadcaster, yeah. big talk sport listener. Yeah, sounded confident, Paul. Sounded yeah. confident before uh, the Chelsea big game. Big Chelsea fan, uh, looking ahead to the game against Dortmund. Uh, a big pivotal night for the club and indeed the current manager. Um, we also um, found out more about one of Charlie's other great loves, Iditarod. Dog sled racing. Yeah. It's uh, a, it's a across great, Alaska. One of those super hard races, yeah. super hard things. Thousand miles, yeah, oh, incredible across Alaska. Yeah, you lose your fingers and your nose, Paul, if you're not careful. Oh, it's appalling. Uh, so we talked about that and uh, the moose. We took him to what well, say took him to task in a pretty light-hearted way <laughs> about the strength of his friendship with one of the world's great explorers. <laughs> So, you'll hear all of that. We had a chat. You got involved. You were on good form today. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Afternoon, Paul. Lovely to see you. Lovely to Hope see you. Hope you had a nice uh, few days had a off. Nice, had a nice time. Now, yeah. come back with the uh, aircon off the plane cold, oh, which nice. is always a joy to have that. Oh, but anyway, nice. don't feel sorry had, for me. I had me. a burger at the airport once um, in Portugal and then had to spe- t- spend the next 10 days between the bed and the toilet. Really? Yes, that happened to me once. So uh, That's, that's exciting, a great joy. Things you came back nice. from holiday with. <laughs> stuffed donkey under your arm. Things have changed since the 60s. Uh, have you missed the football while you've been away, Paul? Did you um, manage to catch it in a bar somewhere? I, I caught up with bits and pieces, yeah. I mean, I, I did stay in touch, obviously, and I, I, I listened to uh, our fine commentaries. TalkSport International oh, allows me course, yeah. to keep in touch Very with our nice. many... Uh, outlets around the world. So yeah, I kept in touch with our commentaries. Yeah, um, was very frustrated by the FA Cup, obviously, and was yeah. pretty frustrated by the way Saturday unfolded. Yeah, that was um, annoying, wasn't it? For but you? we are we are going to be the back of the sun today. He's talking about Manchester United feeling like they could put an offer in of around hundred million for Harry Kane and and get him. So we'll be chatting to Theo Delaney about this shortly about the, what may happen, how they think it will pan out, and also the moves that. As a Tottenham fan, you feel you could, you could, you could deal with. He does seem in losing to, he, such a great player. He does seem to fit what Ten Hag wants, doesn't he? Mm. He does seem to. I mean, I know Valt Veghorst, or as Andy calls him, Cart Cart Horse. Yeah. Is, uh, is it feels like a stopgap, doesn't it? All, all, all the way along. Oh yeah. And stop, like, stopgap. <laughs> you might as well just call him that. Really, it's a name that suits itself to all of that. It does. It? it really works, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, now, a couple of things to get the listeners going on. Yes. One thing you noticed in uh, in today's Metro free newspaper, yes. this was quite interesting, wasn't it? There's a house for sale in uh, Salty 
uh, Sawtree Station in Newcastleton. Right. On the Scottish borders. Newcastleton sounds like one of those made-up <laughs> names in Roy the Rovers, it does, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yeah. yeah. Who have Melchester got? Yeah. Oh, we got Newcastleton. <laughs> Everpool and Newcastleton <laughs> over the next two matches, yeah. They've just been bought by the local toilet paper magnate. Yes, indeed. <laughs> of course. That was Franny Lee, wasn't yeah, exactly. it? Of course. Yeah. Anyway, date, this house dates back to the 1867, and it's yeah. a, a residential home, six bedrooms, six bathrooms, stunning panoramic views, plenty of opportunities to get into nature. But to the north of the home, and it comes with it, is an old railway platform and a former railway line, and on that is a Rushton, oh, R-U-S-H-T-O-N, not oh, S-H-D-E-N, a Rushton diesel shunter. Two wagons and a guards van. You get a steam train with it. You get a diesel train. Fantastic. With the house. Comes with the house. With track. Everything. Is it a working diesel train? I, 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 it doesn't say if I it's take working. it the track runs out quite quickly, doesn't it? It's a diesel locomotive. Uh, Meg of Sawtree is available. It comes with the house. Fantastic. So I thought we do... It came with the house. It's, yeah, that's good. It came with... That sounds like your new E4 <laughs> show, doesn't it? Charlie Baker's It Came, it came with, with the, the house. house. Yeah. Let us know. It's probably rats and woodworm... But uh, do yeah. let us know what came with the house. Good and bad. People leave stuff in lofts, don't they? Oh, yeah, no, that's you a good know. point. I, I made, when my mum moved out, I made a, a big point of clearing it out properly because there yeah. was all sorts of stuff up there I never would have realised. Yeah, well, when we, we bought our first house, the shed was, the lady, had, yeah. she ran away, basically. She'd left her whole life in the shed. Photographs, yeah. record, a record player, absolutely everything. She, mm. she, I don't know where she'd gone, but she'd, Disappeared out, out of. My, I couldn't find her. Some friends of mine bought a house from people that kind of I knew. They didn't know them very well, but I knew these people. And when they moved in, I said, "Happy with the house?" Yeah. They said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm very happy with the house." It was quite interesting. Do you know the people that left? I said, "Yeah, yeah." He said, uh, "What sort of work did the wife do?" And I, I said, "I'm not sure," but and they said. We found a maid's uniform in the <laughs> top of one of the wardrobes. All right. I don't think, don't think she's a maid. Don't, don't think she, she went, a bit of don't think, don't think she went into maiding. <laughs> anyway. And a fireman's outfit. <laughs> yeah, it came with a house. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Uh, DNA Journey, the TV show, returns oh, tonight. Nice. Uh, nothing at all. It's ITV, and it's honestly, don't think for one minute it's anything like who do you think you are. <laughs> Um, From yeah, the pavilion end, DNA they have, journey. The difference is they have two people. They don't just have one oh, people right, okay, okay. on a DNA it's journey. It's in no way they have like, two people. Who do you think you are? Took me back. I mean, I, I in my spelling TV, you meet a lots of great talented people, but you meet people that aren't. I think it's fair to say, um, even at the commissioning, <laughs> even some aren't. And you meet them at the... Com- and I just would... You could just see this meeting. They're all yeah. saying, we need something for... Uh, we need something for Tuesdays at nine o'clock. Anybody got any ideas? And they're all drumming the table. And someone says, what about a show where a celebrity goes on an, a, a journey to discover their past via mm, DNA? What a nice And then they all idea. look at their shoes. No one's thinking... Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Who do you don't say? Don't say who do you think you are? I like this job. I want to keep the pension. Who do you think you are? Yeah. And then someone says, "Or oh, what about if it was two celebrities instead of one?" Lovely. Oh, that completely Cracked changes it. everything. Absolutely lovely. So I was thinking, almost in the same meeting, some of the other stuff that was pitched in the same meeting as as DNA Journey would have been. Mrs. Smith's Girls, which oh, is a lovely there, show. There. What a lovely show! It's I think it's 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 set in Ireland yeah. with with a, a mother. I think they call her mother. 
And um, it's actually not a woman. It's it's a man dressed as a woman. Lovely. And and she has girls, Mrs. Smith. <laughs> and all sorts of hilarity and japes occur over a Lovely. half hour. What a great idea. Yeah, you know, what about that? This afternoon's no one was all looking at their feet. This afternoon's football. It's not match of the day, Paul. It it's is not, not match of the day. <laughs> it's not match of the day. So anyway, if you want some nice Me Too formats, I'll be honest, based on DNA Journey, you can probably get these away. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Some beautiful Me Too TV oh, yeah, formats yeah. coming in for in the DNA Journey Who Do You Think You Are envelope. Harry Enfield and Vic Reeves go deep sea fishing. <laughs> Enfield and Reeves go trawling, says Stephen <laughs> in Liverpool. Heard, never heard of it. Nothing, it no, original, it's an original, original programming. Two comedians going fishing, but in the sea, that's the major difference. Well done. Keep those coming. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Talksby and Charlie Baker here on Talksport. Um, Charlie was telling us earlier on about a house in Newcastleton. It, it's a place, apparently. <laughs> oh, is it in the northeast? Yeah, no, it's on the edge edge uh, of the, the Highlands. Oh, okay, fair enough. The, the Scottish uh, border. Sorry. Oh, okay, and it came with a steam train. So what came with the house? Um, Ryan says, we moved into our rental house at the end of last year. When we went to the loft to store some of uh, our stuff, we noticed a small cardboard box in the corner of the loft. Closer inspection, it was the ashes of the landlord's old dog. R.I.P. Chad. R.I.P. Chad. Chad the dog. Thank you, Ryan. We've had quite a lot of uh, on the the similar theme to your... Maid's outfit, Paul. Yeah, uh, it wasn't my maid's your, outfit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I wouldn't look good in a maid's it's outfit. It's a whole other show. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine moved into an old house and mm. found a stack of vintage nudie books. Nudie books? In the, in the, uh, it's lovely. Uh, great to have the word nudie back. Lovely, isn't, isn't it? it? Really. <laughs> and he flogged them for a small fortune to a collector. Marvellous. Okay. Dirty boy. Yeah. Imagine on your ring doorbell, you'd think, you'd see the black tea. He's the, he's the nudie book collector. <laughs> yeah, he, he's here. He's written all over in him. In his Mac. Um, what about what you didn't find in your house? Um, yes. Uh, we turned up at the new place, and the owner, of the, the previous owner, was very, obviously very keen on the door handles to all the internal doors, because he'd taken them all oh, off. People do that. And we had, took we, them with him. We bought a house once, and someone took the door knocker off. They took the door no, knocker with them. bleak. Come on. That's bad, isn't it? I think they didn't like it. We'd screwed them down on the deal. Oh, okay. Well, you, you reap what you sow, Charlie. <laughs> Thank you, Rob the Wolves fan, uh, for yeah. that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Midwinter Murders. <laughs> Mid- the way you say it gives it a lift. Midwinter Murders, Winter a detective murders. drama set in the fictional town of Midwinter. Yeah. It's not nothing like what you're thinking about, Paul. No, it's not. Nothing it's different. Like it. It's a completely different show, isn't it? Yeah, you've been coming up with some of these sort of copycat formats that you sometimes see on TV. We said... DNA Journey does have a passing resemblance, you'd say, to <laughs> who do you think you are, the well-established one on the other side. Um, we're also asking you about the reasons... Uh, no, what came with the house? It came with the house. Steam, a steam train up on the Scottish borders. Yeah, I yeah. found a secret office in my loft after two years of being in the house. Oh, right. Wow. What was that for? There was no walkway to it, so yeah. we didn't know it was there until we put lights up. It's got like a suspended it. ceiling in there, carpet okay. tiles, plug yes. sockets and a pin board. A pin board? Sounds like a... T- Sort of crime room. Yeah, no one knows what it was used for and why it was hidden. We'll have to get on to the old owners there. Thank you very much for that. So what came with the house? Do let us know uh, this afternoon. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089. Tweet to TSH&J. Trevor Nelson's going to join us uh, oh, shortly. I absolutely love Trevor Nelson. Yeah. Oh, I followed, him around, he's listening I fo- now. followed him around the golf course. He's a very good player. He was playing with Andy Cole. 
Was he really? Yeah, he was playing with Andy Cole. Followed him round. Andy wasn't as good a Were player. Were you playing as... golf as well? You just being a bit creepy. Was, yeah, just followed him round. <laughs> just followed him round. Hiding behind a tree in the bunker. Come on, Trevor, it's me, Charlie. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now this evening we bring you uh, live commentary of Chelsea versus Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League. Delicately poised. Yeah. At 1-0 from the first leg at Dortmund. So uh, Chelsea know what they've got to do. Graham Potter saying, effectively, get behind the lads. Uh, yeah. We need the whole crowd uh, with us this evening. Um, it's a big night for him, big night for the club, really. Um, interesting piece in The Telegraph talking about the structure of the current players' contracts and the way things have changed a little bit under uh, Abramovich. Yeah. But uh, joining us now to talk about it is DJ broadcaster and big Chelsea fan, Trevor Nelson. Hi, Trevor. Hey, Trevor. Hi, Paul. Hi, Charlie. How are you? Yeah, yeah good, we're good. You. We're good. You're a little bit of nerves ahead of tonight because this, I mean, look, Chelsea have had a, a proud record in the Champions League, but um, there seems to be a lot riding on tonight, I think. Yeah, I'm going to do a Graham Sooner sense. So I've got a really good feeling. <laughs> 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 he'll live, he'll dine off that for life, won't he? Um, I, yeah, I mean, Champions League nights are great uh, for any club involved in the Champions League. You know, it's a different atmosphere, different, just a completely different vibe, as you all know, Paul. Mm. Um, you know, it's just it, it, something comes over the club, and I think we put in a good performance actually in Dortmund, bar actually scoring as usual. So um, I think this is the last big get could be the last big game of the season for Chelsea. So I actually think Potter sounds quite positive, and I think he's right to get be, tell the crowd to get behind the team because it's just been a really tetchy, nervous, virgin on toxic place this season. Mm. It was quite nervy. I mean, it was understandable considering the results Chelsea's had, but it was quite nervy when they went in front against Leeds the other day. It felt. I mean, yeah. I wasn't there, mate. I don't know if you were, but it felt quite tense. Yeah, I was there. I was there. Leeds is always a good atmosphere, you know. Mm. And, um, you know, I was taking a lead. We didn't know what to do. I, I actually <laughs> almost got down on my knees and looked up to the heavens because I scored a goal. It, it, no, it's it's weird. But you you know what the weird thing is, Paul? And I'll tell you what. All the millennials who are not used to losing as Chelsea fans, mm. this has been a real wake-up call for them, how to be a real fan. You know, understand you need a bit of pain. And it was really quite refreshing to see us, you, you know, being the underdog in so many games this season, seeing how we handle it. And to be fair, most of them handle it very well. Um, Too much calling for the manager's head. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not one of those, I'm afraid to say. Um, You're not going to get me saying get him out and all that stuff. I saw little shoots of something there the last few games. Um, I think when I, what I watched, what I saw on Saturday is players came out, they were quite intent. They looked like they were playing for the manager. Um, you know, even when Fafana scored his goal, he sort of acknowledged him. And I just don't see the point of this chorus of Potter out during the season. If he goes, he goes at the end of the season. There's no point getting rid of him now. You know, these players are new. A lot of them, they're young, they're inexperienced. I, every time I look at Chelsea, I just think, what a quiet team we are. We're just a quiet team, mm-hmm. you know. And, and that that never bodes well in any team when you're that quiet. It's like someone makes a mistake or we, we go one behind and it's just silence. It's like, you know, no one's berating anybody. It's just like, well, you know, they're just nice boys, all of these guys. So, <laughs> you know. I think Graham Potter could I like, learn. I like, I like, uh, go ahead. I think he could learn from you, Trevor, if I'm honest, because um, you you know, you, he a lot of what's been thrown at Graham Potter this season is he's got so many players, isn't he? He's got so many players to choose from. All, the, all these great players. 
Whereas you, you've got the whole of music ever to choose from. Yeah. You always manage to <laughs> you always manage to put out two hours of solid gold gold bangers. So <laughs> Thank you. I, I just Thank think you. I think <laughs> cool under pressure and selection is key, isn't it? But but the only thing about it, I've got a lot of yeah, but you can play a lot of midfield tunes, you know what I mean? You can play a lot of wing back tunes. Can you play any that score? Because that is our problem. Mm. Um and, I, and this will hate Chelsea fans will hate me saying this, but Liverpool's recruitment, we could learn from their recruitment. That the only reason they put seven past Man U at the weekends because they they sign goal scorers, people who really want to score goals. We sign a lot of good potential players, mm. but we, you know, Jao Felix is a, I mean, he is he's the best thing I've seen at Chelsea for a while, even though we we might not get him, but he he caresses that ball. And he's hit the woodwork a couple of times when we need him to score. So you can't tell that guy, you know, you're not a good footballer. He's a good footballer. Mm. He should have scored, though. You know, you can't say Ryan Sterling's not a good footballer, but sometimes you say, should have scored. You can't say, you know, Kai Havertz hasn't got ability. Should have scored. You know, it's like, how many times can we keep saying this? So yeah. it is very frustrating, guys. And um, But I'm not one joining the chorus of get him out now. I think, you know, Arteta is... Is so recent in our minds. I couldn't find an Arsenal fan who wanted to keep that man. I mean, the abuse he was getting. And look at him now. So um, I don't think Potter's a bad coach overnight. Maybe he doesn't have the minerals to be a, a Chelsea manager in terms of the swag and the swagger. Mm. But uh, I guarantee if we were doing well this season, he was quiet and he was honest. Everyone go, what a refreshing manager he is. He's quiet. He's honest. Mm. He's going for histrionics. He doesn't try and play the media. But because he's like that, everyone's accused him. I, I think it's give us give him a little bit more time just to the end of the season. Early goal tonight would be key, wouldn't it? For on a lot oh, of reasons. A, a, it gets you back in the tie at home. B, yeah, it massive. gets the crowd on side and up for it. Gives massive. the players confidence. So you need one of those ones to go in sort of first ten minutes, and all bets yeah. are off. Really, absolutely. If we get an early goal, game on. If they score first, I can't see us coming back. From two, two I just can't see it. I, I've not seen Chelsea put, score three goals yeah. <laughs> for a while. So I think we have to get the early goal. I think the crowd have to get behind the team. And I think even if we go out tonight, if it's a good performance, I mean, in Dortmund, it was a decent performance. We go out and it's a good performance. There's still some, some, some hope. But if it's a poor performance, we're back to the narrative of get him out. You know, so this is a big, big game. No, make no bones about it. It's the biggest game of the season for us tonight. Yeah. Now we haven't spoken to you since um, your your former microwave finally bit the dust. Uh, everybody knows your place in Talksport folklore is secured by Max Rushton's micro his old microwave that finally that finally died. The microwave that, that he got for you finally died. That was a that was a set. We had a minute silence here on Talksport. Actually. <laughs> Mate, you can get, get get him to do a minute silence for once. I mean, he, yeah. he's, he's been stringing that story out oh. for so long. Scary. I don't know if you've seen, he had, his, he had his Subaru nicked and uh, he got it, he, he filmed himself, he got it back yesterday yeah. Yeah. to the point where he got so much social media traction out of it. I think he had it stolen <laughs> just to get a, cu- a couple of two or three weeks worth of social I, media I, traction out of it. Is it that old car that he had when he lived next door to me? No, no, he's, no, he's, no moved he's, he's moved now. to Australia now. He's, he's got right, his Australian four-wheel drive. Right, yeah. He had a disgraceful car <laughs> when we were living in, in, in the city. I, I, You know, when I was talking to him, I'd stand a few yards apart from him because <laughs> I just didn't want to be seen. He was, he, he was a complete polar opposite to me. Good lad, but, you know, 
I don't know who he supports either. He supports a few teams. Cambridge yeah, United. Yeah, a few. He's got Tottenham. A few. Tottenham is big, Tottenham is Tottenham. big trophy winning team. He always. Says, you you but, must yeah. have had to have yeah. a few cars, Trevor, because DJs they always used to have like a van or you know when yeah. it was records, wasn't it? You know, after yeah. carry around yeah. crates yeah. of records and stuff. It's just an MP3 player in it now and just stand next it's, to it. It's, it's shocking, man. You can walk around with a stick. You know, you can yes. walk around with a USB stick and go and say, I'm doing a gig in Australia. Yeah. Where, where, where's your record? Oh, it's here. It's in my hand. Yeah, yeah, and luggage like only. Yeah. Long way, it's a long way from the old <laughs> reggae sound systems where you have to turn up with two wardrobes. <laughs> Basically, we saw yeah, more than fun. two wardrobes. And yeah, that was... Oh, that was fun. Come yeah, on. Yeah, it was. Yeah. How it went. You turn up in a van, you've got your box boys. There was a hierarchy in a sound system. The box boys unload the boxes, which mm. you built yourself, by the way. Yeah. You bought the tweeters. You bought, it was great fun. You got your operator, you got your mic man, you got, you got your hangers on. There was about 20 guys in each sound system. It was brilliant. And about 10 people turn up at the party. So that's 30 people. That was right. just. Crazy days, brilliant well, days. The good though. thing about traveling with a stick, Charlie the cabbie tells us I've seen Trevor in his open top Merc, which you can oh, yeah, when all you've got yeah. is a stick, he says you're all right. <laughs> now, you are you are out and about gigging, Trevor. I understand at the moment, I'm good, shows yeah. I am, well, I'm, no, I mean, I am doing gigs, I'm not plugging anything, I've just come on to say hello to you, mate. Oh, oh, that's <laughs> nice. A, a DJ's life is a DJ. I mean, I'm still gigging, there's still demand for you know old school music that I play, I love mm. it. and I'm, I'm dealing with a middle-aged pound now. I've accepted <laughs> my place. So I won't play nightclubs. You'll never see me in a nightclub. I'm only playing venues now, you know, because yeah. nightclubs are, you know, kid, parents don't want to go to a place their kids go to, right? So <laughs> you do live venues. And, and, and this is a new one. I love gigs that finish at one o'clock in the morning. Mm. I can't, my daughter's now a DJ. Wow. Yeah. And she's headlining the Jazz Cafe this Friday. Fantastic. So I'm going down there to embarrass her because her dad's done it and now she's done it. I don't know how many daughters and, and fathers ever yeah. headlined the Jazz oh, Cafe hey. before, but that's, that, that's unique. So that'd be, the first, that'd be a first. And so I leave it up to her to be the, the, the young creative, you know, and I'm just doing the old school stuff. It's still great fun, mate. I tell you, I never thought I'd still be DJing at this age. Brilliant. Ever. Well, always good to talk great to you. Fun. Enjoy tonight Thanks as much that. as you can. It's going I to be tense. I won't, <laughs> I won't enjoy it. I won't enjoy it. I won't enjoy it. But please, everybody listening, remember where this club was a year ago. I didn't think I'd have a club. So, I'm, I, I, you know, everyone's going on about it. But, you know, we, we I didn't think we'd have a good season this season. Mm. When when the owner had, when the owner mm. got this proposed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just thought... Are we going to still be in the Prem? Good. I'm happy. One bad season. But remember, when Chelsea have a bad season, we tend to win the Champions League somehow. Yeah. Okay. Good to talk to you, Trevor. All the best. <laughs> See you guys later. See you Cheers. later. Cheers. Tre uh, Trevor Nelson there, DJ yeah. broadcaster and Chelsea fan. Live on TalkSport tonight, of course, that game, all the build-up from seven. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. For Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on TalkSport. And we want to get you going on something else. Let's add to the mix, oh, shall not? we? Come on. This is because uh, Ben White, Arsenal's Ben White, was in the papers today. And he is one of those school of footballers that isn't massively interested in football. He just happens to be very good at it. He doesn't yeah. watch a lot of football. Football. Uh, he says, if he, you know, I mean, he doesn't remember a time his dad ever saying, "Let's go and watch a match or watch a game on the telly." Yeah. He's, he's, he happens to, and there are footballers like that. Just be very really good, good at something. It, yeah. He said he only watches kind of clips of uh, himself to make himself better, and they'll put together stuff to improve his performances. Mm. The only thing I did wonder was. If you are, you know, by osmosis, you'd watch other football, you'd watch match of the day, you'd watch a, a live game or whatever, and you'd think. Okay, I've got to be playing that guy soon. Wouldn't you just sort of pick stuff up about players uh, uh, by watching? I mean, I'm sure the club does a lot of that for you. Maybe but... he just always feels like it's work. 
you know, maybe what, yeah, when he's maybe doing it's a way it, of this switching is work, off. you know. So. But what he also said, more importantly for this, was um, he would have quite happily been a gardener like his dad. Yeah. He and said, he said, if I'd been a gardener, I would have put the same level of work and preparation into it as I do as a professional footballer. Yeah. And it, it took me back to those old shoot magazines, remember back in the day when yeah. they said, if you weren't a footballer, what do you think oh, you'd yeah, be? lovely, yeah. And in the case of Ben White, he would have said, a gardener. A gardener with me dad. Yeah, yeah. gardener with me dad. But I just wondered, if you're a gardener, what do you think you would have been? <laughs> what, if you weren't Had a gardener? You, if you weren't a gardener. So let's yeah. let's give the listeners the chance to have their own. To be a gardener, their own. Must be a nice lifestyle, Paul. Yeah, you're out. You're outside. Aren't you're out you and about. Day? You know. Yeah. You know. Making stuff look nice. Yeah. Long term thinking. People, aren't you? Aesthetically pleasing work. Um, so yeah, if you know, if you weren't an ex, what do you think you'd be? Yeah, you can nice. tell us this afternoon. Your own little bit of shoot magazine. What a lovely idea. But maybe just now and again, it would be a bit of a shock that Ben went home to see the folks and then just got back on the tours. <laughs> when he yeah. just just went round and there, yeah. while Dad's sorting out the beds, they just been like an hour yeah. tidy. Dad's Dad's sorting out the flower beds. Old Ben's got the old mower out. Or he's aerating the lawn. One of those yeah. things, demossing everything. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, okay. Well, let he us know. He says that, Paul. He says he'd like to have been a gardener. No, he says he could you have know, been a gardener. He's not getting 100,000 quid a week being a gardener. He might do. Unless yeah. you're like Alan Titchmarsh yeah. or something, you know. Could, who knows? He may have gone down that route. You know? And he may have done it and not even route. not even like gardening. <laughs> so if you weren't X, what do you think you'd be? Let us know. Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH&J. Uh, we're talking about these kind of copycat formats. Yeah. Uh, DNA Journey starts again. A very good series, but it is effectively ITV's version of Who Do You Think You Are? And we were joking that in the meeting, I think it may, Ant and Deck kicked it off. It might what be their they? company that make it. But We've come up with a show. Yeah. But I think... To be fair, and the boys would admit this, if they go in with a show, um, I mean, if they get went in with Ant Index, put your head in a bucket, it would probably get made. They'd do yeah, a pilot sure. at least. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. they trust them and they're right to trust yeah. them because they've got the mind. bucket, Paul? I, quite well, I, I haven't worked it. out. The f- I've, I can get to them. Do I, they, do they can... put their head in the bucket straight away? I, I don't know. Or is it a head in a series of buckets? It's it's. I think you build up to the big bucket off. Oh, right, I, haven't, okay. I haven't given this any Maybe thought Maybe the buckets clearly. get smaller so and, no and there's at... more in the bucket as it goes along. So you're running with this now. <laughs> but um, the point I'm Just making is... out the format. You do get some kind of copycat formats. Casually come dancing, Andy, oh, in Cambridge. Nice. He thinks that's would nice. be quite nice. Not too strict. A slightly just, less, just less in, like. Just free form. Just <laughs> dad dance. Just, just turn up on the night. Just jiggle about. Well, a I'm bit. A, I've, I've done absolutely no training this week, Tess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I'd forgotten it was on. Has it been painful this week? No, not really. I've just turned up and jiggled about a bit. Celebrities jiggling about a bit. We'd all watch it, wouldn't we? Um, yeah. And what did you find? Um, so what was? What did the house come with? Is what yes. we're asking because. Uh, up on the Scottish borders, there's a steam train going with a house that's for sale. Yeah, very nice. Two years ago, a friend of ours found a bundle of very raunchy love letters oh. that dated back over 50 years. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? That's really nice. You want to, you kind of, that, that would tell a story. I imagine that'd yeah, be quite interesting. 50 years ago, what was that? Sort of the 80s? Was that the 80s? No. What, 50 years 50 ago? 50 years ago, it's the 70s. It's the 70s, Paul. Yeah. It is the 70s. Because you think, oh, what, the war, yes, the war. It's not the war, is it, anymore? No. It's like saying, when was the year 2000? About 10 years ago, wasn't it? Unbelievable. In the attic, when I moved in, was tourist information and holiday guide brochures for Afghanistan. Oh. Not so much a holiday destination <laughs> these days, says Simon in Exeter. Visit Afghanistan. Yeah. Lovely, yeah, very nice. Um, Doctor Whom. <laughs> um, he travels through time and space co- uh, correcting grammatical errors. 
So, uh, very good, Mick. Thank you very much. So, some of those formats you're coming up with today. Raffo in Colville's been in touch. I became a gardener after failing my apprenticeship as a greenkeeper. Slipped through the net, like being let go from the youth team. Yeah. In it, you know, you've gone for... You've gone for it. You've gone for it, Rafa, was to try and make it as a professional greenkeeper. Didn't quite make it. They've had to let you go. You've slipped down. What a great shame. You've slipped down and now you're your own gardener. Good luck with it, Rafa. Um, also on TV tonight, Charlie, is um, Scarlet's driving school. Um, the, the Sun, who are very much Scarlet Moffat fans, oh, yeah. said today, sometimes you just know the TV show you're watching won't be getting another series. Oh, really? Oh, it's basically it no Scarlet in the role of Maureen off-driving. Oh, Remember yeah. Maureen Remember from Maureen. Driving School? She had a single out, Paul. One, exactly. One of those people that had their little sort of five, yeah. ten minutes uh, off the back, like Jeremy, I can't spake. She, she's on the old uh, postcode lottery ad now, isn't she, Maureen? Is she, That's what they all really? end up, isn't it? Yeah. They all end up on there. So Off um, of airport, wasn't it, Jeremy Spake? Jeremy so Spake, they, I can't spake. It's fantastic. And they get an agent and they they go full on, don't they, for about it, you get your it. sixth month window. It's important to know going into that, you've got six months. Yeah. Until the next series starts. I worked with uh, Stavros Flatley once. Oh, Remember yeah, them, yeah. Paul? They live around the corner from me. Yeah, they, they, they were really gaff. good. Yeah. The, the lad, the little lad. Yeah. About six foot tall now. Yeah, I know. A big chap. Big chat. I don't. I don't think he does it anymore. No, he, I, don't, I think. I think he go, they go out now and again. They oh, just really? do a bit of a one-off. Yeah, they're ever so good. But he's, he's much taller than his dad. But yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of yeah, he went to school away. with my youngest lad, actually. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Our only and Abrahams is uh, fresh from Antonio Conte's press conference, head of uh, Tottenham uh, against Milan yesterday. We'll touch on that. We'll touch on a night of, uh, of um, National League football as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as the Moose joins us. Hello, Moose. Hey, Moose. 
Hi guys, how are you? Yeah, good, good, thank you. But we're going to kick off with something that you've become quite famous for on social media. Um, sending <coughs> birthday greetings to your many chums from uh, from around the world of sport and beyond. Now today, let's look at some of the selection. It's our old mate Ray Parler. We shall wish Ray happy 50th. He's happy enjoying 50th, himself Ray. out in Antigua to celebrate that. Maybe have some... a couple of drinks. I think just, he might. <laughs> he's in, he's... Take the weight off a little bit, you know. Yeah. Nice change. He is. He has been uh, doing rather well with a... He's, yeah. He's, he's come up with a special drink. We'll come back oh, to it a little right. bit later on. Um, also, um, uh, Jordan Pickford's birthday. Nice picture with Ian. With Jordan, big smiles on their faces, shaking hands. Lots of lovely pictures with Ray. Nice picture too with uh, the <laughs> Sutton United assistant manager, Jason Goodliffe. Oh, yeah. Uh, and also a nice one with uh, Ka- uh, Cameron McIntosh, uh, son, oh, coach and nice. son of, of the great John Toshak. But then amongst all those was a slight <laughs> outlier. Happy 79th birthday to Explorer Sir Ranulph Fiennes. Have a oh, great yeah. oh, day, lovely. my friend. <laughs> now, this picture was taken in the corridor at Talk Sport on the occasion of when uh, Sir Ranulph Fiennes joined us on the show. It was the only time I've ever met him, and I'm guessing the only time... Ian's ever met him as well. And um, Sir Ranulph has got a bit of a... I mean, look, he doesn't look like... They don't look like... What do you think? Looking at the facial expression on Sir Ranulph. They don't look like the greatest of friends, do they? It's someone whose hand you've seized in a corridor, Moose. I mean, how, how it doesn't close... doesn't feel like you're singing so no one told me life was going to be this way. Yeah. I mean, are you, are you, are you close? We, we, we don't exactly exchange Christmas cards and stuff like that. I mean, you know, I, I do. I do every year remember his birthday, and um, you know, obviously in awe of the expeditions he's done and uh, yeah. all that sort of stuff. But no, I, I'm just. I would. I wouldn't say if I was having a dinner party tomorrow night, he would be top, top of the list. But you know, okay. <laughs> but you have to do some research on these. You have to look at all your old picture archive yeah. whenever someone's birthday comes up. Have you got them all cross reference? How long does this take you to do all this? It, does, it actually really doesn't take that long, um, but people get very upset if you don't mention them. Oh. Uh, quite often, I come across a footballer in a, a weekend or midweek, and you know, I would chat with them and I say, "By the way, it's my birthday last week. Thanks for not putting up. It was my birthday." Like, oh, yeah. Really, hence, hence, I normally put up a belated happy birthday. But I mean, no, I mean, it, it's 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 a bit of fun. That's what yeah. it's meant for. It's a bit of fun. I mean, you know, I get a lot of people on social media sort of saying, "Oh, yeah, he's not really your friend." Well, clearly. <laughs> Sometimes I have only met the person once or twice, mm. <laughs> you know, so clearly they're not that close friends. But, you know, I, I just think it's a nice thing to do. Well, I don't want to insult... I think it's nice. It is nice. I don't want to insult you now, because I know you and uh, Serrano are good mates. <laughs> but I've got three que- I've got three questions here about Serrano Fines that hopefully you can oh, answer. And we'll test, we'll test the strength of this friendship. So here we go, three questions for the great yeah. adventurer and explorer Serrano Fines. Uh, what oh, do Serrano's friends call him? And you'd know this, so it's a, it's a bit insulting. Is it A, Rafe, B, Ran, or C, Finesy? <laughs> uh, it's definitely A. Uh, no, it's B. Rafe. No, it's B. Ran. He's known as Ran. You maybe yeah. keep calling him Rafe. No wonder he doesn't phone you back. <laughs> in 1960, pardon. In 1969, um, Rafe. No, not Rafe. Ran um, ventured up the White Nile. Have you ever ventured up the White Nile, Charlie? <laughs> uh, leading his first expedition using which form of transport? Was it A. A mm. kayak? B, a Viking longship, or C, a hovercraft. I'm sure he's often talked to you about the old 69 yeah, White Nile, yeah. You and Ran over he, a couple he, of he, pints. He, he always mentions it was definitely C. What, the hovercraft? 
yeah. Well done. Congratulations. Well, it was. Good. Up the White Nile in a hovercraft, which sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> um, number three. What did Saranoff do when his mummified, frostbitten fingers were giving him jip? Did he A, put some ointment on him, uh, uh, B, visit the hospital to get them treated, or C, pop down to his garden shed, dig out a micro, a micro blade, sorry, and saw them off? So what did he do? Did he saw off his frostbitten fingers, go to the hospital, put some ointment on them? Well, funny enough, we, we have actually spoken about this because I could not have done what he did. It was definitely C. It was C, yes. Are, yeah. you, you've seen the tips that he they, took off. The, the friendship with, with Saranoff and, and, and you, Moose, they didn't get the... Uh, they didn't uh, find the uh, inspiration for the Banshees of Inner Shearing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's why he went down the shed and cut them off. He said, "If you, I, I, I don't want to be your friend stop anymore. Ringing please me. stop ringing me." Or I'm I gonna... did not. I did not have done that. I tell you what. What I, I should have, have said that. then: pop down the garden shed, got the microblade out, sawed them <laughs> off, and threw them at the moose's door. <laughs> anyway, and let's move on. But well done. Two, out of, three, right. two hey. out of three ain't bad, as one of your other mates, sadly, no longer with us, Meatloaf, once said. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. As you've been hearing, the uh, Liverpool fans who uh, travelled to a very troubled uh, Champions League final in Paris are going to be refunded for their tickets. But I saw David come from The Guardian just tweeting that the lawyers who are representing 900 of the Liverpool fans say the refund isn't enough. Yeah. Uh, UEFA did not just ruin the biggest event in the football season. People were injured and traumatised and any compensation needs need to reflect that. And it, you can see the point, can't you? So, OK, you were crushed, you were traumatised, you were tear-gassed mm. and uh, and you were mugged in many cases. So, sorry, here's your money back. Yeah, not great. Here's your 150 quid for your ticket. Um, I think a lot of Liverpool fans who were there won't just if if not seeking compensation, which many are understandably, will be wanting a bit more of a transparent process around how they select venues for tournaments yeah. and and you know maybe the right to question some of it. I mean, even when I went to the one in in Madrid, there were shortcomings there. No guidance to how we got to the stadium. We just sort of no one there from UEFA, no stewards to point you in the right direction. Mm. It's a bit of a it was a mess really, yeah. and that went off without incident, but could have been worse. But I mean. What happened in Paris was a disgrace and, you know, you kind of feel that you want people to be held responsible for it as well. You know, heads need to roll. You know, you need to know who, who decided it would go. I know it was quite late notice, but you know, they made a right pig's ear on yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I think what happened at Wembley for the Euros final, yeah. I mean, they, they came down quite heavily on that, didn't they? Missed a game and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, you're right, a refund isn't quite And isn't I saw, I saw some, of the, some of the Liverpool supporters calling for Chefferin's head, the head of UEFA. You know, I mean, ultimately it was his call, wasn't it? But I'm sure he'll pass that down the food chain somehow. I, but anyway, I imagine it'll be him, Paul. No, absolutely As we've not. been hearing in Fletcher's bulletins, I don't, we've, uh, I don't think we've heard the last of that. It's not going to placate a lot of the fans who had to go through that at that final. Um, anyway. Um, Country Live, Paul. Roger Clifford's been in touch oh, yeah. with, a, with a format, a copycat, a copycat format. format yeah. Yeah. Country Live, various presenters travelling across the UK listening, looking into aspects of the life in the country. Definitely not Country Fire. Doesn't feel like Country Fire. Uh, it's uh, just an anagram of the second S word, of Stephen course. Stephen from Lisburn gives us um, houses under the screwdriver. That's nice <laughs> mid-morning nice. fair. Cheap lovely. tat hunt. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> 
I'd watch that. Of course that. you would. Last this is date. actually this is a good idea yeah, from well, Stephen Elliott. Yeah, last date. Stephen Elliott, last date. We're just chatting to um, Fred there. Couples at the end of their relationships slag each other off over a candlelit dinner <laughs> hosted by Fred. We could have put it to him last date. Should have asked him. That's a good. That's a, actually a really good idea. Yeah, but I mean, I, um, okay. Who's going to? I mean, day I know, before the divorce goes I through. People, I know what people want to be on TV. Maybe they'll find some. Common ground at the last moment. I tell you what, he needs to keep that to himself, Stephen. Yeah. Someone, someone laugh that. Put that in your back pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Two nice. clips of the week. I created one earlier on. You did with the moose. I said, um, uh, Cameron. I meant to say Cameron Toshak, son, the coach, son of John Toshak. But apparently, I said Cameron McIntosh, son of John Toshak, <laughs> which was probably a. A shock to everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. But um, John, Cameron Mack... John Tosh it, it, musicals. Come on, let's have your musical... <laughs> Impresario slash footballers, Cameron Mackintoshak. It sounds like one of those. Andrew it? Lloyd, Dave Webber. There we Dave Webb. David uh. Webber. Okay, well, I think we probably exhausted that. But to get in touch, oh yeah. By the way, Clive's been in touch. You oh, said yeah. being a gardener is a fantastic job. Oh, yeah, you know, you're comparing it, yeah. it with Ben White, who said he would have happily have been a gardener if not yeah. a footballer. I'm a gardener, Charlie says Clive. Yeah, great life. Freezing cold hands, getting stuck with hawthorns all day. So glad I'm not a footballer. He <laughs> oh, says. Clive. So. Um, Yes, if you weren't a ex, what do you think you'd be? Because we know Ben White, in the style of the old shoot magazines, would have been a gardener had he not been a footballer. So tell us what you would have been had you not been doing what you're doing now. Your chance to be uh, in that last question in the uh, shoot player profiles. Plus, it came with the house. Yeah, Charlie told us about a house up in the Scottish borders that's coming with a steam train. You get a free steam train when you buy the house. It's outside. (laughs) So what came with your house? We've had some quite interesting stuff so far. And those copycat formats in the style of DNA Journeys on ITV, which returns tonight. Nothing, it's nothing like, nothing like who do you think you are. To the point where I think the Bieber putting on a repeat of Judy Dench's Who Do You Think You Are on the other side. <laughs> on purpose. To give you a bit of a choice of viewing. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, good afternoon, Paul Hawksby. Charlie Baker here on TalkSport, where um, we're going to talk Iditarod. Yes. So what? what, what is... Um, What's it about the sport that you love so much? Well, I like the documentaries I've watched on it, Paul. There's one called From Safety to Gnome, which is, uh, a, isn't is actually about the Iditarod. It's about a, a, a separate event where they they you, have to, you can do the thousand miles across the top of Alaska wow. on foot or by bike, and they have these bikes with massive tyres. Uh, really? That they do it on as well, yeah. So uh, I just like that it looks impossibly hard. And uh, people are obviously <laughs> either walking away from something in their lives. Because <laughs> to, to say to your family, yes, I'm going to do a 1,000-mile walk alone yeah. across, <laughs> might, might make you think that you don't like your family very much. But the Iditarod, they do it with dogs. And I and I watched, the, there's a documentary series on Netflix called Losers. Yeah, yeah. Which Talk United are part of. They were, the, yeah, whole, that's right. the whole Bryn the Dog story. That was dog And there's an Iditarod uh, uh, episode of that. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, very, very good indeed, which I can only... And it's cold, Paul, and it's cold. I'm just looking at the weather, the long-term weather forecast. Uh, it's, not quite, it's not quite Alaska, but I'm looking at Cheltenham, because that, that's a week today, isn't it? Yeah. 11 degrees and raining, first day, I know. a low of five. Second day, we're eight not, degrees. We're not doing it by dog sled, then we're going to get the train. <laughs> eight degrees and raining, mm. second day, 
No, good there, well, Paul. Yeah, we were talking to Paddy Power about nine this. Nine degrees and raining. The th- third day, Friday, that nine degrees and a light breeze and a bit of showers. There's going to be a lot of rain next week uh, at the Cheltenham Festival, but that won't put us off. It'll be cold. It sounds cold and wet, but we'll have a nice time, Paul. Yeah, it sounds like you're right up for it. <laughs> so, uh, Charlie will be there out and about on the course. If you see Charlie, obviously run. But if, if, I if, will he, be there out if he makes eye contact and you're duty-bound to have a chat with him, he will be chatting to you. No, I'm, 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 if anyone wants if anyone does see me about with the with the microphone, give yeah. a, come and come and say hello. We'll you interview you. Get, yeah, you'll yeah. get on air. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We'll be coming to you live as we always do. We'll have live racing for you as well from uh, the Cheltenham Festival. Yeah, the idea to run thousand mile race uh, with um, sled dogs uh, yeah. in Alaska. It's the smallest field they say of competing sled dog teams that ever take place yeah. in the idea to run. I imagine it's quite an expensive thing to do, but it started today. Yeah. The ceremonial start, and we'll, we'll find we'll find out more. Train all the it. dogs with you. Take all your dogs. Take all your food with you. Everything. Feed the yeah. dogs. You know. We'll speak to someone yeah. who was uh, exciting. Four times he's taken part in it. Max Hall. Um, beyond that, though, on on the TV format side, uh, this will be a good one from Adrian in Lincoln. He got a sitcom idea. Okay. First of the winter beers. <laughs> Three That's old nice. men going down a hill. Here. Young men. Yeah. Three, Three young, young men. men. Three young men going down a hill in. Some, a you know, go-kart. Yeah, there that's we are. It. Very that's nice. It. Yeah, what a nice yeah. idea. Very Don good. Rogers and uh, Hammerstein. That's very oh, good. Oh, they yeah. picked you up on your... They have. Cameron Mackintosh. Bill Kenwright Phillips. Very good, <laughs> Peter in Bradford. The other one was Brocky. Very good, because I said Cameron Mackintosh. Mackintosh. Yes, or, or something like that. Uh, Tim Pat Rice. Very um, nice. For the millennials. That's very nice. Yes. And what else have we got? We got yeah. I bought a house, which is... What, what, what did the house come with after? I was reading you yes. earlier about um, a house in on the Scottish borders that comes with its own diesel train and carriage. Lovely, isn't it? And yeah. track. Yeah. I don't know if it worked. I mean, it'd be lovely when it, it worked. Imagine that for the kids. Yeah. Amazing. I bought a house, which was three houses built into an old manor house. Each house comes with a lord title and a cricket ground in the grounds, which is rented for £1.50 per year from the local club and 50p is posted yearly into my house from the club. Oh, Isn't nice. that brilliant? Yes. I mean, I wonder where that is. It doesn't. That sounds quite like it's going to be quite posh, Paul. Um, I can't imagine that. Somebody that's... called Peel says, when I moved into my uni halls, it came with a, a two-litre bottle of pop in the wardrobe that unfortunately wasn't pop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. That's not good, is it? <laughs> that's what not lovely, what you want. I hope what a lovely housewarming that's... present that is. I don't know how, it sounds like they've been camping and have yeah. brought it home with them. Adam in Cranley is looking, he's got another copycat TV show. Okay, yeah. uh, Count Up. Where uh, two contestants try and make the longest word out of nine randomly selected letters plus an additional maths game counter. We just come up with the title. You just changed the title. Nice, very nice. Work, I, I went to um, Aldershot away on Saturday. Paul, yeah, you were saying to, yeah. to watch Talk United. Have you ever been to Aldershot? The Aldershot ground? I've not been to the Aldershot oh, ground. No. You, if you want to step back in time, yeah. to sort of what it was like in the eighties mm. when you went to football grounds. Go what was watch. it about it then? It's just something about it that just felt untouched. Right. It felt like it had been preserved in aspic from like 1987. Really? Just, just the way it, the, the, you know, everything's still terraced, you know, a few seats here and there. 
you could you know pretty much see from every angle mm. they haven't updated any of the stadiums whatsoever <laughs> you know you could almost swim on the floors of the toilets you know you just just <laughs> you're not painting a very pretty picture it was like a, a step back in time football museum it's own not football museum. like a compliment no it? it was it was a, it's it's like a one real of those living museums yeah. like the Leeds well, museum you took, to get to the away end you had to walk up this massive hill everyone's knackered by the time they get to the away end too too tired to start any trouble <laughs> and uh Oh, it, was absolutely, it was absolutely, I mean, we drew one all, but it was uh, just the whole experience was great. I highly recommend yeah. Older Shot Away. Okay, well, um, Dion says, I bought my first house back in 2011, fell in love with it the first sight, carpets included, the estate agents informed me. It took me only a few hours to realise when I moved in the reason. Thousands of fleas, oh. absolutely infested. <laughs> Free with the house, says uh, Dion, the Leicester City fan. How do you, you get rid of fleas? You know, part of the name. I think you get rid of the carpet. Oh, that's what you do. In, in this particular instance, certainly. Deal or deal? <laughs> <laughs> Not much of a format. Don't it? open the boxes. You just get an offer off the banker. Yes. <laughs> and, and walk out. Very nice. Thank deal you. Deal or deal. Very Thank good. you, Anonymous. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, when you support Talking United, you need another love in your oh. life, don't you? And um, what better to take your mind off the football than uh, endurance dog sledding across yeah. Alaska? Brilliant. Which is how Charlie got yeah. into Iditarod. Just some stuff looks so difficult. Yeah. I mean, like, you just go, how does anyone ever get into that, Paul? Well, um, it's underway, uh, the uh, the latest Iditarod. Um, it, they set off, I believe, from Willow, 70 miles north of Anchorage. Thousand miles across Alaska's landscape. Pretty impressive. Let's speak to someone who has done it four times. Uh, four times I did Rod Musher, uh, and that is Max Hall. Good afternoon, Max. Good afternoon. Wow. It sounds like a heck of a challenge. It's not something you take on lightly, is it? Um, it takes some time before you get to the start line. Uh, a couple of years training before you get to the start line, certainly. And where do you do? The, where did you do the training, uh, Max? Because obviously you need snow to train. I would, I would have imagined. Oh, there, there's there's no point in trying to train for it in the UK. I used to go across to. Uh, I'd spend about three month long visits in Alaska prior to the race start. I'd probably go out in maybe September, October for three weeks, and then probably go out at Christmas time for a, a month, and then dash back to the office to see if I still had a business and uh, and then about six weeks in total whilst the race is on and mm. mopping up after it. Yeah. As you're as you're not a local, how do you kind of pull a team of dogs together? How many yeah. dogs are, are pulling you? Is it six or is it more than that? No, no, no. It, it's changed over the years. Uh, prior to 1990, it used to be you used to be allowed to start with 22 dogs. Oh, my gosh. Um, they changed that in the early 90s to 16 dogs, which was usually when I was running the race. And uh, recently they've dropped it down to 14. So now, out there on the trail, they'll be racing teams of maximum 14 dogs. Wow. And uh, obviously you've got to feed the dogs, got to look after the dogs and all that. Do you have a team with you or is part of it that you do it on your own? Oh, yeah, you've got to feed them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, they, and they eat a lot. Uh, I mean, typically we would be feeding about 12 pounds of dog food, and, uh, 12 um, meals a, a day to them, mm -hmm. um, equivalent of 
maybe each dog having 40 Big Macs a day. Um, but um, no, they have what's called the Iditarod Air Force, which is a uh, an air force of about 40 bush pilots who offer their um, airplanes and their time to the cause of the race. And they will spend about three weeks prior to the race start flying over the trail um, and they will drop supplies which we as the mushers would take down I would take down a a full 40 foot truckload of supplies to Anchorage freight depots in the airports about three weeks before the race and the bush pilots would fly over the trail in those remaining three weeks Mm. and they would drop supplies at uh, approximately 100 mile intervals where the checkpoints occurred. A checkpoint is usually either a tent on a river or a, a log cabin. And be, um, but if there are any Inuit Eskimo villages, mm. will you will use the infrastructure that's there? It's not it's not cheap, I would imagine, to enter a race like this, Max. Either is it? Uh, no. See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you've got to do it for the. I mean, what's the what's the prize for winning? Is it a fairly serious financial prize? Or I'm I'm not sure where it's at at the moment, but certainly in my day, um, I mean, I, I have ended up racing the B team for the guy who was winning in the nineties, and mm. that was a guy called Doug Swingley in Montana, and I was running his B team. Uh, and Doug would be coming home with a new pickup truck for the halfway prize and a, a, a handful of gold from somewhere else he'd picked up on being first to the Yukon or something like that. Yeah. And that, and then he'd probably get, I can't remember what it was. It was about $400,000, I think, for winning. Okay, well, yeah. serious amount of money. The dogs get a biscuit. It's not fair, is it? Life isn't fair. <laughs> and Max, is it the sort of thing you do because nothing else feels difficult enough i know a lot of people find their solace in stuff being so difficult that they're, they're being pushed to their outer limits mm, no it, well it wasn't like that necessarily for me i was very into the dogs and the animals and the and the, the concept of you know letting them do what they want to do and uh, that that was mm. more the 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 trigger for me i think yeah and how close did you get to winning Oh, nowhere near. <laughs> if you start that race as a foreigner and you expect to be coming in the top ten, you're going to disappoint yeah. yourself because you're competing against guys who are spending their entire lives about nothing more than the race. And uh, so, as a foreigner, you know you're not going to break any records. Oh, yeah, I did okay. I was not considered the Jamaican dog um, bobsleigh team at no. the end of it. You know. Sure. Not the Iditarod version of cool no, running. No, 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 we are. But yeah, it's no. the smallest field yet. There's a lot of reasons for that. They've suggested this, yeah. find it, you know, pandemic, and, and a lot of people have retired who've done it before. So it's a yeah. smaller well, field uh, than usual. Certainly um, a lot of the big big names like Martin Booser and Jeff King, who've won it many times, uh, they, they've chosen this oh, yeah. year to, to pull out, I think. Um, and with them, probably there, there comes a bit of fallout alongside that. Yeah. And certainly, I think the financial impact of the pandemic has had an influence. Yeah. Well, yeah, look, good well, to speak are. to you, Max. Fantastic. Um, Congratulations on doing it four times. Yeah, Something that's that's impressive. Seemingly impossible for everybody else. So. And you should, uh, sorry, Charlie, you should make it an ambition of yours to go oh, and I'd do it, mate. Even just watch to. it, be great. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, thank you, Max. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you. There we are, Thanks. four times I did the rod musher. 
Um, yeah. Max Hall. Bush. Hey, hey. You'd love to I'd do like that. To do that bit. You ever done the dog sledding, no, Charlie? No, I quite fancy it. I've, quite I quite fancy it. it. You've done it, have you? I did it in uh, in a bit of Swedish Lapland, went oh. on a birthday trip. And the, when the dogs know they're going out, you think, oh, do they enjoy it? Do they enjoy it? Oh, when yeah. the dogs know they're, they're, they're going to bring them out and put them on, they're going bonkers. <laughs> they love they it. They can't yeah, wait yeah, yeah. for a run. Does it smell, Paul? Um, can imagine it smells. They aren't being behind 20 dogs. Not, not, in, the, not in the open air like that. I think no, maybe not. Charlie's been in touch. One of the listeners oh, says... Yeah. Does somebody have to follow them around with a sort of black bag? Because <laughs> that's, that's a thousand miles as well for them, isn't it, really? Picking it up. There'd always be someone saying, here, pick up after your dog, yeah, yeah, mate. Exactly. Doesn't yeah, matter yeah. if you're in the frozen wastes of Alaska. But anyway. I will, I will, I do recommend, A, the whole Losers documentary series, but yeah. uh, that episode is particularly good as well. Yeah. And also that longer one you said, which was impressive. Oh, yeah, yeah. from safety to gnome. They do it on foot. Yeah. People lose their lose their hat, fingers and noses and all sorts in it really yes one little okay. slip frostbite pull yeah Nightmare. well yeah. down the shed <laughs> friends with moose microblade that's it the lot like moose's mate the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast well there we are that was this afternoon show smashing loved it I feel duty bound to do it all again tomorrow with yes. uh, Andy Jacobs uh, you'll be back on Thursday. See, does it for a spread, Paul? Are, yeah. we, are we back oh, no. on the spread? The birthday spread's but back. You've had your warm weather training. So. We'll be back. You're on a hot run of form. I'm oh, hoping that mid-season break yeah, might just that. get me back on the The momentum's horse. gone, I reckon. Yeah, well, let, we'll find out. You were like Leicester before the World <laughs> Cup. You didn't want it to end. Anyway, we'll do all that tomorrow. Do hope you can join us. If not, podcast is available around four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.